0: So I have searched the World Wide Web over and over again for this story that I wanted to start off with today, and I just can't find it. And I'm frustrated with that because I know exactly where I heard it, and it was in a video with Beth Moore years ago, and she, I believe, was reading it or was referring to it from a book that she had read but I can't find it. So I'm just going to have to tell the story to you. I hope I can do it justice. And this is how it goes. So there was a female pregnant dog that was pretty close to full term. Unfortunately, she got hit by a car in the road one day. So she was rushed to the emergency veterinary clinic and unfortunately had to have an emergency C-section. She did not fare very well um, with her injuries. She had significant damage to her one hind leg and her hip and had a terrible, terrible limp. She basically only had the use of her three other legs and limped for the rest of her life. The good news is, is that all of the puppies were born. They were completely healthy and survived just fine. So I'm going to stop the story right there for just a second. I'm going to do the introduction and I'm going to meet you back on the other side. And I'm going to finish telling you this story because it takes a turn that I wasn't expecting. And it made a pretty significant impact in how I started thinking about how I parented my kids. So, give me just a minute, let me get this introduction in, and I will see you on the other side. Welcome to the Uplift Effect Podcast. Yes, our logo is a V-formation. Yes, that was taken on my farm right over my home. And of course, there's a story there, and it's made all the difference in the world, and I cannot wait to tell you about it. But first, my name is Jill. I am the creator of the Uplift Effect I am a professional therapist and coach who has specialized in childhood grief and trauma, and I transform moms and children from chaos to calm. If you're a parent who feels out of control, who has no real solid parenting plan, and are desperate to turn your own chaos into calm, well, this is your place, and I am glad that you are here. I was once in your shoes, feeling like I was failing at everything, and most importantly, I was failing my kids. As a stay-at-home mom of four children, to say that we were in chaos was putting it lightly. My story didn't change overnight, and in bits and pieces, I'll share it with you. But I used the same techniques that birds intuitively use when they are migrating in their feed formation by way of community and a plan that's dependent on this little thing called well you guessed it an uplift effect they endure what would otherwise not be possible and that's migrating for thousands and thousands of miles i believe and i know that we can transform ourselves and our children so when we wake up in the mornings like i do now I am incredibly thankful to call what I have now with my four children home, and so can you. So this podcast is for you, to encourage you, to teach you, to address some of the biggest, most difficult parenting challenges that we face as mothers. And I am so glad you are here as we journey and migrate through these miles together. Welcome to the Uplift Effect Podcast. Okay, I'm back, and here we go. So today I want to talk about this thing called nature versus nurture. You know, it's a debate that we often um, talk about in a variety of settings, but particularly when it comes to parenting. And we like to poke fun of it with comments like, he comes by that honestly, Uh, or he definitely gets that from his dad. And I just want to go on the record for saying I most definitely never say that, <clears throat> comma, wink, wink. Uh, the truth be told, I think that we all realize that there is a nature, there is a DNA genetic predisposition component that's involved in who our children are naturally. But there's a lot to say for this thing called Nurture. The part of who our children become that's a direct result of the environment that they've been raised in, what they have been taught directly or indirectly. And so today I want to talk about this part of it, the the indirect part. What we may have inadvertently given to our children and passed down to them just by nature of what they've been exposed to and what they have seen modeled. So, I have attempted to record this podcast, I don't know, maybe 15 times, and it's unfortunate that I'm not getting paid to do this because that has taken a lot of time, and honestly, my voice is sore, um, and I have done this, I have spoken it in a variety of ways, most of which I liked, and then a few I didn't. And, you know, I have the the beauty on here on GarageBand to edit out and, and cut stuff out and redo, and I've done all of that. And, you know, it's still just not sitting with me right. And here's the deal. I think at the end of the day, we all realize that who we are in our home is going to affect who our children become. We all recognize that. And we're just hoping that they take the good stuff. But we aren't actually ensuring that we don't inadvertently give them things that kind of go below the surface that end up looking like hurdles that they have to learn to jump. They didn't, in fact, sign up to be a hurdler on the track team, but they're going to have to learn to be because we have unresolved Hurts and pains and wounding that we have not gotten healing on. But let's start on the other side of this because that's really the side that is more fun to talk about, of course. And I have a super dear friend of mine. She has been one of my co workers for the past six years and she is just a blessing. And I hope one day I can get her to come on here uh, with me because she is a riot. But I can't tell you the number of times that she has just said to me, Jill, I'm just going to choose to look at it this way. And it's in the positive. Nine times out of ten, I can call her, and I'm going to get a glass half full answer from her or response from her. She is always the first one of us to see the room for grace. She is always the first one to see an opportunity to do the right thing. The selfless thing. She is the first one to offer forgiveness, even when nobody asked for forgiveness. (laughs) And it truly amazes me because she just, I mean, she's just a really happy person because she chooses to be. And when she is having one of her rare, difficult days, she goes to Hobby Lobby and she walks around and she looks at all of the colorful yarn and, and plays with glitter. And that's how she chooses to live her life. And you know, it's a pretty good way to live life. She chooses happiness. But you know, do you think she got that way? Do you think that she got this Pollyanna and the glad game that I kind of joke about? Do you think she got that way on accident? Mm, Probably not. Probably that is a byproduct of her family of origin, the home she grew up in. And though I don't know her parents personally, she refers to them all the time. And I bet you she was modeled hope. I bet you her family found the good in the midst of sometimes things that were not so good. I guarantee you, She was given grace because she has grace to give. She understands forgiveness because she was given forgiveness in her home. And so that is how the pendulum swings. As I have said, the pendulum swings on both sides of this, right? And that's how the pendulum swings to the one side where our children can grow up and carry the traits on of what they have modeled from us that we dearly want them to take with them, that we know is going to serve them well. But here's the scary reality. Just as the pendulum swings to that one side, the pendulum also swings to the other side. And this is where in counseling, we find generational curses. (laughs) I know that sounds really optimistic, doesn't it? It's generational patterns of behavior, learned behavior, that comes from one generation to the next, to the next, to the next. And you know, let me back up just a second and say, most of us are going to find ourselves somewhere in the middle of this pendulum swinging thing, because there is no such thing as perfect parenting. And the good news is, our children don't need perfect parenting. Our children need Um, to understand how to get through some difficult times. That's not going to hurt them to endure some hardship. But when the pendulum swings to a far extreme on the other side, there are some things that end up coming from that, but typically where those things have come from are very below-the-surface issues that get passed down from the parents who have unresolved hurts, Traumas and wounding that they never got healing for. And so I want to talk about those things here briefly for just a minute. One of the things in counseling that we very often see is anxiety being passed down in this way. I had a case at the hospital, I don't know, a couple years ago, where um, I had a lady show up. She was friends of the family that I was working with, and she was just there to be support to them. And And she was very, very overwhelmed with anxiety. And And there was a, a moment where I had just with her, and I, I said something to her, and she said, you know, I'm just having this really weird moment. And she said, can phobias... And fears be passed down from like generation to generation. And I was like, uh, yeah, that's learned behavior. And she said, I have no reason to be afraid of a hospital. But I am struggling here today to be of support to my friends because I don't spend a lot of time in hospital. And I didn't spend a lot of time in hospital because my mother had a very severe fear of hospitals. And she said, it just occurred to me that I have no reason to be afraid of being in hospital, but I am struggling with this anxiety here today because of something that was just passed down to me from my mom. It's, it's not even my issue, and I don't even know why it was her issue either. And I found it to be very interesting as well as is extremely insightful on her part But I want to give you another example. Many years ago, I worked in a facility that I did TFCBT, which is trauma-focused cognitive behavior therapy, with children who come from a background of sexual abuse or physical abuse. And this was a a real big eye-opener for me. One of the things that we did is we would interview the moms so this would be a scenario that the child has reported sexual abuse say for instance from somebody else other than mom and oftentimes mom did not know about it matter of fact a lot of times mom did not know about it and i would sit down and talk with the mom for a little bit and one of the questions that we always asked is do you happen to come from a background of sexual abuse yourself do you know what they said most all of the time yes the next question And was that something that you ever received treatment or counseling for? Guess what she said? No. The point of me telling you this is that generationally speaking, we began to see a pattern where there was this thing of generational sexual abuse that was passed down almost as if it was genetically passed down. And I went to my supervisor many times because it just really, really upset me. And she began to explain to me, and then I began to also see it in the work that I was doing as time went on. When you have a child who is sexually abused... Neurologically speaking, there is a red flag warning wiring system that we all have neurologically that gets interrupted and begins to almost like reroute. Like it doesn't even send the red flag anymore to the child that they may be in a situation where they're being groomed for sexual abuse. And what we are trying to do with counseling and this um, trauma-focused cognitive behavior therapy is to help rewire that triggering system, that red flag that should tell that child then that this environment is not safe for me and and is a boundary that is being crossed and this could be dangerous. When somebody does not then have counseling, they grow up into adults that very often have a hard time making good decisions on their own boundaries. And here's the other interesting thing. When these women become mothers, not only do they struggle with boundaries for themselves, but they also then struggle with boundaries for their children. And they also struggle to recognize the signs in their children that their child may be in danger, that their child may be enduring some abuse of their own. And the reason they don't recognize it is because they don't recognize it in their own selves either. And so then as you can see from generation to generation to generation, this pattern is repeated. And I have seen that happen over and over again. I have had mothers tell me who I was treating their children. And the mother told me, I never saw this, the signs of this in my child. As we then did education, I began to realize, well, no wonder mom didn't see the signs in her child. She doesn't see the signs in herself either. And the mother then began to tell me, that her mother was also a victim of sexual abuse. That mother never saw the signs to protect her child, and she never saw the signs for her own self either. And so you begin to see this pattern that begins to repeat itself. And here is something that I am very, very convicted of. We can stop that. We have enough understanding now. We have resources. We have very, very effective psychological tools and evidence-based models to, and therape- therapeutic models to work these things and find healing so that the buck can stop in our generation. We do not have to continue passing this on to our children. But here's the thing that concerns me. Most moms will tell you that their child doesn't have those things because they don't see them. Not because they don't want to and because they're a bad parent. It's simply because of a blind spot. It is simply because they don't recognize how that past trauma is still actually playing itself out in their own life. Because it's just under the surface enough. But it is absolutely affecting that child. And so if I were to ask a mom, do you have unresolved issues with trauma in your, in your life? A lot of them will tell me no. And if I ask them about their children, they will say that their children does not, do not display signs of, of trauma. And come to find out, that's actually not really the truth. It's just a blind spot, because that's what trauma does. So do you remember the story that I started with about the mama dog that was pregnant and got hit by a car and delivered uh, all her babies? They were all completely healthy puppies. But unfortunately, because of the amount of trauma to the mama's hind leg, and her hip, she had to walk the rest of her life on her other three legs. She had a very significant limp. And the story goes that while all those puppies grew up to be completely healthy dogs, unfortunately, every single one of them walked with a limp. And that is why This subject about nurture is so important, and I want to make sure, it is one of the reasons why I've struggled and have done this podcast 14 times, 15 times in the past few days, I do not dare want a mother thinking that there is any judgment in this, that there is um, criticism in this. The problem with trauma, the issue with abuse and why it is so cruel is because of the blind spots, is because we can't see the forest for the trees when it's happened to us. And therefore, it is my calling, it is my belief that lovingly, carefully, And compassionately, we can bring attention to this and awareness to this so that we as mothers can support each other and lift each other up. But I, as a coach and a therapist, can offer treatment and therapy where healing can be found and families can be restored and children no longer have to feel like they're on the track team. And the cycle of abuse can stop. And I feel so passionately about that because the thing is, that's good news. That's what we want for our children. That's what we want to be able to give them. And I know it's possible. And I want it for every single one of you. But here's the deal. You have to be willing to come forward just enough to send me a message, to let me know, hey, that story, it's about me. And I'm not even sure if I'm giving my children something that I would hate and I would regret. I'm not even sure, maybe I don't see it because the blind spot's there. But I need to talk to somebody to see if it's possible because this is in my background and I would hate to assume that the pendulum wasn't actually swinging this way too. Okay, whew, that wraps up today. And if you need to reach out to me, please do that. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, both under the name of Jill Falling. I, you can find me on the major uh, podcasting sites. I have a YouTube channel uh, under the Uplift Effect. You can use any of those avenues to reach out to me. I have a one-on-one program that I very much believe in. I know makes a difference in healing these types of backgrounds. You deserve it. Your children deserve it. And your future generations depend upon it. So please don't hesitate. I can't wait to talk to you. And I hope you have a great wonderful rest of your day. And just know you're all my favorites. I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.